Welcome, welcome, bienvenidos to the line to mastery. This is a super special episode. I get to introduce you to one of the most incredible human beings I've met in my life thus far, Rachel Bell. Rachel Bell is the CEO of Online Coach Accelerator, a business that guides coaches to create their programs welcome in their first clients, become influential, and eventually create six to seven figures within their business. Rachel has created multiple seven-figure businesses and has been a massive influence within my own business and the cultivation and creation of the Athletic Performance Accelerator. She's easily one of the kindest, most open-hearted, wise, intuitive, gentle, and playful humans that I thankfully get to call a sister. When I was first encountering Rachel, it was earlier this year of 2021 in January. I was driving in my car, listening to her podcast, and just having this like really visceral, full body, fuck yes, I'm going to be in her program, uh, the Online Coach Accelerator. I had no idea how I was going to make it work out, but I just felt so deeply in my heart and within my body that it was going to happen and I didn't need to know how. And fast forward a few months to April, I was able to acquire and put together the funds necessary to make this investment. And then I landed myself in the program, started to put together the athletic performance accelerator. And then by happen chance, or maybe not so happen chance, she and I ended up actually physically connecting uh, due to a mutual friend, Jesse Elder, while in Austin back in May. And fast forward a little bit more, Rachel and I have connected at two Fit for Service summits. I had the opportunity to dance really freaking hard together um, at Red Rocks in Colorado for Lane 8 before the Sedona Summit. And this woman is not only incredible, but she's fucking legit. So it's an honor to have Rachel on the podcast. At the time of recording this podcast, we were in Sedona for the Fit for Service Summit. And for those of you that are familiar with Rachel and the business marketing side of her that is usually conveyed and shared on Instagram, this episode will be a very unique look and perspective into the incredible being that is Rachel Bell. We go deep in this episode. We talk about self-mastery, purpose, distractions, normalization of distractions, our experience within the Fifth Service Summit, the different types of stress, starting to check in with your capacity, as well as Rachel's own personal experience with burnout and adrenal fatigue. We drop into the importance of consistency and taking the small steps, course correction when you're off your path, creating magic, diving into the unknown, and expressing yourself in your fullness and your light. This was one of my favorite podcasts to create with someone that I'm honored to call a mentor, a friend, a soul sister, and an ally in this wild, sometimes confusing, yet ever-expanding game of life. Thank you again, Rachel, for hopping into this conversation with me and just sharing your light, your fullness, your heart, and the beautiful expression that is your being and you. And for those of you listening, may you receive as much value and love as I did in recording this episode. This podcast is brought to you by my business, The Athletic Performance Accelerator. If you are an athlete, a musician, a performer, an artist, a creative, an entrepreneur, or competitor, then the Athletic Performance Accelerator is the tool for you to elevate your game to the next level. We have been honored to serve over 10 athletes and performers within the Athletic Performance Accelerator with many more to come. Our specialty is redefining your limitations, breaking through old patterns and beliefs to achieve new states of performance. With tools that allow you to reprogram your subconscious mind to begin perceiving yourself in your fullest potential, as well as tools that allow you to regulate your nervous system and rev yourself up when it's time to perform and slow yourself down when it's best to be relaxed, 
as well as dialing in your ability to release self-doubt and insecurity so you can stop comparing yourself to others and let go of the questioning of if you're doing or being enough. Most athletes and performers, in my experience, are used to dialing in their physical training yet neglecting to train their mind and their soul. The Athletic Performance Accelerator solves those issues by offering the tools to dial in mindset, connection with the soul, and to achieve greater states of flow and connection. After helping over 10 athletes and high-level performers learn these tools and elevate their game, I am filled with joy to invite you to come into this program. We are opening more spots right now to work one-on-one. You can shoot me a message on Instagram to apply and book a call. On the call, we will cover what the Athletic Performance Accelerator can support you with, the investment, all the logistics, and what will work best for you. And now, it is my great honor to introduce you to Rachel Bell. Enjoy. It looks like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's recording. Oh, sweet. We're recording. We're live. We're live. Live to the internet and every other being who, you know, wants to listen. What if this was just an intergalactic podcast and nobody on Earth could hear it, but everyone else out there in the cosmos and the grand universe can listen to this? That that is what it is. This isn't a podcast for humans. No. This is. So the good news is, if you're listening, you're not human. This is You're just in a human body. For extraterrestrials. Yes. In human form. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're starting. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> just a quick blast off. Mm-hmm. Well, Rachel Bell, welcome to the line to mastery. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you for coming on. <sighs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's the line to mastery. You were asking me to sit with what that meant to me in terms of what is the line of mastery for me because I'm not a highliner yet. But, yeah, I'm putting the yet in there because you never know. But I'm just really intrigued by you and your journey of mastery in that and how much skill and persistence and consistency it takes to master anything in life. It's super challenging. There's so many opportunities to give up. And so I just see you for all your consistency and bravery and all the ways that are unseen that it took to get here. Mm. So just like super honoring you and grateful as hell to be here. Yeah. Mm. Received. Yeah, received big time. And what you see in me, I see in you. I've had Ooh, what a surprise. Oh my goodness. A projection and a reflection. Uh, what do you know? Here we go. Yeah. Just another divine mirror. <laughs> um really beyond the whole mirror and reflection, like I've heard a lot of your podcast and we've had enough time to like actually share quite a few stories. And I know like you have been very persistent and consistent and gotten yourself back up with everything that you've pursued Mm -hmm. in your own path of mastery. Mm -hmm. And it's been a lot, you know, there's been a lot of obstacles that Mm -hmm. have been in your path. And while I'm sure there's been moments where it hasn't been the easiest to get back up and maybe it took a little bit longer than you would have initially anticipated and preferred. Yeah, totally. You've, you've continued to do it. Yeah. And, and that's big, you know, like continuing to course correct along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always funny when someone reflects that to me and I reflect it to others because in the back of my mind, I'm like, honestly, what else are we going to do? Like, okay, I give up on my purpose. Then what? Like once you know and have a taste of what purpose feels like and what connection feels like on the deepest level of your soul to yourself and your spirit and how powerful you really can be in certain moments. I just don't feel like there's a way to go back while being in integrity with your soul. So I feel like a lot of people and myself included struggle with the decision making of like, Oh, I need to choose a project or a direction to go in. And that's my purpose. 
or the task is the purpose or the project or the mission or whatever is like tangible is the purpose. And it's easy to kind of give up on those things. And then our self-esteem gets really hurt by that. I can speak for myself in that. Like I've started a lot of things that I've never finished. And yet somehow because I'm connected deeper to the purpose of my soul, which is to contribute, serve, love, and create freedom in myself and others, everything that I do, whether it's seen or unseen, just kind of leads in that direction. And that's what I'm super proud of. Like, yeah, I haven't given up on my soul, but I've given up on projects that weren't right for me. And I was speaking about this to um, Mel the other day. And someone was like, oh, I'm not a quitter. I finish everything that I start. And in this moment, I had this flash of like, oh, I'm kind of a quitter. Also. No, I'm kind of like, I, I do start certain things. I don't finish them all the time. But I feel like the starting and the excitement of that is just a level of development and maturity that I need in order to bring that excitement to the thing that I'm actually supposed to do. So thank you for that reflection yet again. And it's also so, I don't know, freeing in myself to know that no matter what I'm doing tangibly in the world externally and what it looks like on a sales page or what it looks like on an Instagram post, that's not actually reflective of my soul's purpose. That is, it can't be encapsulated, you know? And so, yeah, just kind of, I want to bring in the line of mastery to what I've been considering for the past like half hour or so before we started recording which was like, what is mastery? What does that mean? And I think a lot of people, myself included, think of mastering a task or a skill or a project or some mode of expression. And for me, it's really just been like, how much can I remember who I am? And if I can master that part, everything else like falls into place. That's like the number one domino for me, that if I can remember my truth, and my medicine, which is love, freedom, prosperity, and service. If I can just remember that that's what I was made for, and that's where I find my bliss, everything else just falls into place. So it's a long-winded response to whatever the hell you just said. <laughs> I forgot where we were at, but yeah, purpose and not giving up. It's just like, there's no other option. So yeah. Especially when you've started to walk down the path of purpose you become so sensitive to everything that's not your purpose. Yeah. And it personally, from my own experience, it eats me up mm -hmm. when I'm not taking the steps that are towards my own purpose, which mm -hmm. feels like service, mm -hmm. showing other humans what's possible, being an inspiration to others and just becoming the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. Because that's giving permission to others to do the same. We don't have a lot of human beings out there doing that. No. Well, we're distracted with thinking that, oh, if I can give if I can give my purpose to this other person, then somehow that will reciprocate me having usefulness. And that's something I've been grappling a lot with recently is detaching the usefulness of everything that I do say, think, experience. And not needing to explain it or not needing it to be useful, to be meaningful. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's, there's so much that we do in the unseen, like whatever you do when you wake up in the morning that you don't tell anyone about, like, what does that actually look like? Where does your mind actually go? What do you actually focus on? What are your behaviors like? Who do you think about? What do you think about? Like, those are the things that actually shape like how in integrity and in alignment we are with what gets to be seen, you know? So it's like, ah, man, it's, we're addicted to being useful. So that distracts from our actual purpose because like you said, it eats you up when you're not in your purpose. But like the question is, well, then if purpose is so beautiful and it feels so good, then why are we not always there? And so what are the distractions? Like, what are the things that actually get in the way of us being, oh, this is my purpose and it feels so fucking good to be in that. And it feels amazing and amazing things happen when you're in your purpose. Like I've seen miracles unfold for you in incredible ways, very, very rapidly and quickly, just because you're like, huh, 
that person is in alignment with my purpose or it feels like activating in some way. So you go for it and then it unfolds into the next amazing miracle. Yeah. So I'm curious for you, like what are your distractions from your purpose? Mm. Like what gets you off track? So yeah, beyond just me, what I find fascinating are like the distractions are so normalized yep. to where we're not even most people in the world are not seeing them as distractions from their purpose. They're just seeing them as a normal aspect of life. Hmm. So for example, mm -hmm. I found a lot of distraction in food that doesn't make me feel my mm -hmm. best. Mm -hmm. Yet if you walk through the grocery store, most of the food that doesn't make you feel your best is like, 75% of what's in there. Yeah, and it looks exciting. It's super, it's <laughs> fucking colorful. Yeah. And snickerdoodle bites. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. You walk down the cereal aisle, and there's so many things out there. And even yeah. if they put gluten free and organic, like most of that is not going to serve you. It's not nourishing. No. Yeah. No. And when you think about food, like I'm definitely going to circle back to other distractions, mm -hmm. but when you think about food, it is. The energy, the building blocks for not only who we become, but the life that we create for ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's the fuel that drives us forward and propels us. And most of us are eating fucking shitty food. It's true. Even uh, if we know better. It's just so easy. Yeah. You know, it tastes so good in your mouth. Yeah, but that's kind of like, as far as it goes, like it feels good in your mouth and then like, <laughs> it, it doesn't then make you feel what? very good. Yeah, it, yeah. it stops there. Um, yeah. And so some of the other things that have really distracted me from my purpose, a uh, big one being cannabis. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed, especially within the past few months, and this was really evident in Colorado, I was smoking mm -hmm. a lot of spliffs. It's easy in it, Colorado. It's so easy. Yeah. And the people that I'd, was hanging out with like rolling spliffs on the daily and yeah. for me like i'm very sensorial yeah so i love the way that smoke like feels in my lungs um, <laughs> and kind of like kaya ra was talking about yesterday how like dragon's gonna dragon like yeah, that shit totally. makes me feel like a dragon totally. yeah. <laughs> and, i get it um with, with cannabis, and this is something that, like, blows my mind, especially now that I haven't been smoking all month yeah. of October, is, like, how normalized it is and how recreational it is, yet it was bringing me so much anxiety mm. and so much negative self-talk, mm. but I was just so used to it, and my friends are so used to it, and it's like, we don't really realize how much of an impact that's making on us until we actually take a step back yeah. and feel what's real for us there. Um, other distractions are paying attention to others as opposed to mm -hmm. paying attention to ourselves. I feel mm -hmm. like that's a really easy one for most. Um, kind of goes back into the whole, like, filling your cup first mm -hmm. before you're able to fill someone else's cup, putting yeah. your oxygen mask on before you can put somebody else's on. But oh. most of us are looking outside of ourselves for our worth and our value mm -hmm. without, like, connecting that inner voice yeah. within. Um, social media is a big distraction. Uh, and that's something that actually at some point I would love to riff with you on yeah. beyond this podcast, because you have found so much success within your business on Instagram yet that shit is hyper optimized. That's Billions of dollars have been pumped into it to okay. capture our attention totally. and not just Instagram, but all the social media platforms. 100%. Um, but it's so normalized. Yep. Uh, Netflix, media. I mean, like, I don't really have too difficult of a time with Netflix. Yeah. Like, sometimes, uh, like, Disney Plus will come out with a Marvel <laughs> show. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I love me some superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> they know how to get you somehow. Yeah, they yeah. do. Um, so that, and then, you know, like, pornography was a pretty big one for a while. But as I've, like, really started to step into my purpose mm -hmm. and the truth of who I am and like the visions of who I'm capable of becoming. 
you become so sensitive to anything that takes you off of that mm-hmm. that it really fucks you up. Yeah, I feel suffocating. Like, yeah. Oh, I know better, and I'm, yet I'm doing these behaviors and distracting myself with all these things. And, I mean, I guess you could call it self-sabotage in some way. I also think it's self-love. It's it's just a it's a form of self love utilizing the methods that you've become familiar with as a way to keep yourself safe when yeah. things were really difficult. Good point. It's a coping mechanism. And then in times of stress we revert back to that. But the problem is like, does anyone have a completely stress free life? No. I'd like to see it. I don't I mean, I'm sure that some beings have achieved that in this human incarnation, but like For the most part, we are all dealing with a lot of stress, a lot of responsibility, and a lot of unknown. And you said something really powerful a minute ago, where you said these distractions are so normalized, and we don't know that it's supposed to be normal to feel amazing. It's supposed to be, like, your natural way of being is feeling awesome, and, like, confident, and light, like a baby. Like, the baby is not, like, self-sabotaging and trying to seek out distractions and whatever. It's just in complete awe and wonder of, wow, I exist, and the trees, and the butterflies, and the moon, and the sun, and the stars. And I'm just, like, part of it. And you don't even have any sense of separation from that beautiful miracle as a baby. You don't have conscious thoughts. And then we're conditioned to all the stuff. Whatever. You know the deal. But I think what you said was really important to point out, like, just notice, like as a meditation, living throughout your everyday life, how encouraged it is to seek out vices to cope because we're not okay feeling our best. And it's so fascinating to notice how much we avoid feeling our best because within that, uh, I think it was Anahata who was talking about the process of making a new life and choosing what's best for you is the air element, which is talking about it. Like, I want to do this, and this is my vision, and this is my mission, and, oh, I just had an idea, and let me, like, write it down and talk about it. And then the fire element represents the action, bringing it into creation, like, actually deciding what you're going to do about it and making a whole plan. And then the water element, which really, you know, hit home with me, which was, like, all the emotions of what that brings up. Like, what are the things you have to release in order to create a new reality like that? Um, what what do you have to actually sit with and face when you're not using the distractions? Like, cannabis, anything that we use. I mean, like, yeah, pornography is a huge distraction and escape for so many people. And I think it's just natural. Like, if you don't use pornography, I guarantee you use social media, which is the same thing for the brain. Same thing. And if you're not Different using that, drug. you might be using sex. Yeah. But sex in the form of like, how do I get that orgasm mm-hmm. in really quick yeah. release? You know, yes. like sex with the end in mind. Yeah. The instant state change. Like, how can I just get out of my mind and into something else? Distraction. Yeah. It's not intentional. And then underneath the water element, Anahata was sharing that it was the earth element, which is embodiment. Once you're able to work through the emotions of what that brings up for you, really being embodied and stable, like the mountain she was pointing out. I loved it when she said this. She was like, Bear Mountain, this beautiful, just gorgeous mountain in Sedona, it doesn't just falter or crumble or fall apart and become not a mountain if someone judges it or it gets too hard to be a mountain, or it rains, or it snows, or whatever. It's embodied, it's stable, it's there, it's decided upon, it's doing it. It is it. So I really appreciated her breakdown of what it takes to transform. And yeah, there's just so many distractions on the way. We just forget. And it's okay. It's totally okay. Yeah. And one of the beautiful takeaways that I've gotten from highlining that -hmm. is applicable to self-mastery in all of our paths is course correction. Mm -hmm. And how I've learned that through highlining is falling off the line and getting yourself back up. That sounds really difficult. And (laughs) simply choosing to stand back up and start taking steps. And understanding that, like, yeah, okay, I'm going to fucking fall along the way. But I set 
my destination and my goal to get to the other side. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how many times I fall, I'm going to continue to pick myself back up. Mm. And that's life. You know, like we're going to fall sometimes to distractions. Sometimes we're not going to actually sit with our emotions and let that energy move through us. But instead we're going to bottle up inside and look for something outside of ourselves because we're so uncomfortable just like feeling the fucking Mm -hmm. thing. It's hard. It's super hard, you know, and most of us aren't taught this. That it's okay to feel your fucking emotions. We're told as men that you need to not cry You need to keep yourself bottled up. You can't express yourself. You need to, like, keep that armor and that sword up. Mm -hmm. And as women... Well, if you feel too much emotion, you're crazy. If you express it, you're crazy. Like, for men, it seems like the narrative is, like, if you express emotion, you're weak. If you express emotion as a woman, you're crazy. And so we're just always worried about being not enough or too much constantly ping-ponging between those two constantly when you said um highlining and how that's like a good representation of life i don't know everything about it obviously but i would imagine that if you're in the middle of the line and you fall down it's not like you can just like pull out your pocket ladder and like climb all the way to the bottom and just quit like you have to get across somehow whether it's crawling or stepping and moving forward with your feet or whatever it is. It seems like once you're on the line, like you're on the line and you've got to find your way back somehow, right? Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, like there are very rare opportunities where like, let's say you can't get yourself back mm-hmm. where there will be like a rescue system mm-hmm. to bring you back. Yeah. Um, but if you're but even then alone. that's another, that's another support yes. or another metaphor of support yeah. that you're never alone. But, you know, hypothetically, yes, let's say you're on the line by yourself. It is on you to get yourself back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether – so we have these devices uh, that are essentially carabiners that have ball bearings on them that go on your harness. And it separates you about, like, how big is a carabiner? Like, three mm-hmm. inches? Yeah. Three, four inches tops. Um from the line and then you just attach it to the line and you have this system of support that allows you to roll underneath the line to get yourself back. Yeah. That uh, sounds grueling even in a, of itself. Yeah. If you don't have very good upper body strength or like rarely yeah. use your arms, like they're going to be sore for the next few days yeah. just by doing that. I bet. So it's like, okay, you're on the line of life. You're on the line of life, period. Like there are rescue systems, there's support, there's like people who've got your back if you call upon them right but going back to what we initially talked about with purpose and not giving up it's kind of like that's how i view my life i'm on the high line like i have to get back up like what am i honestly going to do like just allow myself to fall to the bottom no this just doesn't make any sense for me and that's i guess what i was thinking about is the opportunities we have to imagine that we can give up, but yet we don't because there's just no other option than to live closer and closer to the purpose of our life. And I feel as you give up and you're out of purpose, like you will never actually be able to fully give up. Yeah. Because even if you end your life, reset. Yeah. Back to a new body. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Respawn in the game. That's perfect. And, um, when you're still in the game, in this body, yet you're giving up on your purpose, your soul is going to be so frustrated that it's going to create dis-ease in the body. And it's going to manifest in different ways. And your body is going to be this amazing communicator of like, mm-hmm. yo, you are not in integrity. You are not in alignment. There is something here that you need to pay attention to and change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to circle back to stress real quick. Because I feel like it's really important, this point. We, right at birth, are thrown into one of the most stressful situations we will ever experience. And that sets the tone for life. If we're going to continue to adapt and grow, there's no way we can't have stress. Yet, it's important to understand the different types of stress. Mm. So we have distress, which everyone's very familiar with. You know, that's the 
putting toxic things in your body, distracting yourself, uh, being so overwhelmed, uh, being in a sympathetic state of fight or flight within your nervous system. Distress breaks us down, yet we also have eustress. Are you familiar with eustress? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we have eustress, which is like physical and mental training all these situations that as well yeah even working within your business Mm -hmm. and reaching out to let's say we're doing uh direct outreach Mm -hmm. for marketing Mm -hmm. and we're reaching out to people that's going to put us into a state of eustress but if we're doing like a hundred reach outs a day over the course of like a few weeks like we're gonna get burnt out really you're quickly feeling desperate and you don't have enough time to even follow up and it's yeah totally so it, there's finding a balance between the eustress that you put into your life to where you can incrementally grow and adapt and evolve and not overstressing your system mm-hmm. so you know like Yes, stress mm-hmm. is an integral part of the human experience, but how are we utilizing that stress? Are we in a space of distress or eustress? And are we using eustress as this way to actually distract ourselves from what's going on in our lives because we're so focused on the growth, yet yes. allowing ourselves to get burnt out? And I feel like yes. you have um, an experience with that when you like experience adrenal fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, totally. I mean, I see this in my students all the time too. So like doing business mentorship, everyone comes in super hot, guns blazing, like, I want to do this, this and that in this amount of time. And I'm like totally committed to it. And then we get started with the work and then they realize they're in complete overwhelm and their goal was like, it feels too big all of a sudden. And when you get down to the tactics, it's like, this is a lot. And I don't think a lot of us are accustomed to checking in with our actual capacity and learning to surf that line between what feels like a good challenge, a healthy challenge that expands incrementally your capacity for stress and being able to regulate yourself while you're in that stressful situation. Because if you're at the gym working out and you feel like super freaked out the whole time, that's doing actually way more damage to your body than it is good. Even if you have a great quote unquote two hour workout pump and iron or whatever the fuck they say, it's not actually good for your body. If you're in a fight or flight state, what you really need is rest and recovery for your muscles to repair at certain times. So it's like, okay, how do I figure out my capacity with stress? Because life is full of stress and opportunities to challenge ourselves. And we want to like, that's how we grow. But Yeah, just to bring it home, my story with stress is I I think that I wasn't understanding for, I know I wasn't understanding for a really long time what my capacity was. And all I was referencing for how much I should be able to do was how much other people seem to be producing. And the problem with that was that I didn't understand all of the systems, all of the time and maturity and development. And honestly, Part of it was part of their background, behind-the-scenes burnout that I wasn't even aware of that allowed them to create so much so quickly. Like, people would be posting on Instagram all the time, oh, I just hit, like, three million in my business, and I have this podcast, and I have a YouTube channel, and I have these videos going out, and I have these perfectly produced things, and blah, 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 and I reach out to people, and I always do this, and I always do that, and here's my morning routine is 74 steps. It takes me about three hours, and blah, 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 blah. It's just so much stuff. And I was confused and thinking, oh, if I want that level, I have to be willing to put in all of that work instead of actually checking in with myself and being like, what is fitting of my capacity, which is actually very little. I had to really forgive myself and apply a lot of self-love to my entrepreneurial journey because I realized that my energetic capacity for tasks and working is actually very small. And it didn't really occur to me or I didn't really, I wasn't willing to accept that that might be the case until I got blood work done because I was having a hard time like getting out of bed and falling asleep. And I was having a really hard time just having an appetite. And then I would, you know, emotionally eat. And then my skin was freaking out and I was getting all these signals from my body that I was just tired, exhausted, burnt out, something was in radical disharmony. Yet on the outside, everyone was like, oh my God, you're so successful. You're doing so well. You're so young. You're doing all these things. 
Meanwhile, I'm like this 24-year-old who can't get out of bed. Like, that is a wake-up call. A wake-up call that you can't even respond to because you're so fucking tired. And I would be like, fuck, I have so much to do, and I have no energy to do it. So everything that I created in that season of my life was from a place of distress. And so I don't know what the results would have been in my life if I had just taken my time prior to that and incrementally slowly built up. Like I might be in sitting in a very different place in my life, maybe potentially a more aligned place than I feel like I am right now. But anywho, I did what I did because I needed that lesson somehow. And I pushed through it. I used a lot of cannabis during that season as well, just to like at the end of the day, okay, I need a state change right now because I'm so freaked out in my nervous system. The only thing that will do it for me is like a joint. And then in the morning, uppers, you know, like uppers, downers, stimulants, uh, anything to make me drowsy, anything just to control my state so that I didn't have to actually be with my nervous system because I was so disappointed in myself. I was like, I'm, I'm at this thing. Everyone puts me on a pedestal of how productive I am. And meanwhile, I don't like being productive in the way that I am. So it's a weird situation when someone's like, how do you do what you do? I want that life. And you think to yourself, no, you don't. And yet I'm supposed to teach you how to create this. So it took me a lot of really honest self-auditing to be like, okay, where am I not loving myself? And is it worth it to continue to blaze this trail that I thought was for me, but actually it's just coming from a place of comparison and as I look behind me, I realize there's hundreds of thousands of people thinking that I'm going the right direction. And so it just took a lot of self-honesty and leadership within myself to be like, even if this means decreasing my business, my impact, my notoriety, my, even if it means damaging my reputation in some way, I need to slow down and be with my capacity. And as I started to get honest about that, and I got the blood work back, and it was like, Rachel, you have, you're actually not using any cortisol. You're out of cortisol, which means there's nothing waking you up in the morning, which means that you don't have any capacity to deal with actual stress or distress. You're just like literally on an empty tank with the gas fully pedaled to the metal for the past like two or three years. So hearing that news and realizing, hmm, Fuck, that's really bad news. That's bad for the engine. That's bad for the engine. Um, It's really bad for the engine. And some people, I mean, thank God I'm able to recover from it. I just had like really awesome support in that. Anywho, I, after I looked at that and I looked at my life and I really was taking into account the amount of community that I'm responsible for, um, in terms of being a role model that I can proudly say, yeah, like you want this life? Let me help you create it for you in your way. I wasn't able to say that back then. Now I'm way closer. There's still so much I'm working on and working through, but way closer where I'm like, I'm happy with my life. I'm super satisfied with how much I work and the results of that work, but it wasn't without having like a severe level of ego death where I had to let go of the possibility of ever being successful again, if it meant caring for my health and caring for my soul. I really had to let it go. Like any level of success that I had built was from a place of overdrive and burnout. So imagining having success without that did not compute at all. So I was like, cool. If I let go of this overdrive and burnout, I'm probably letting go of every little thing that I've ever succeeded in. And so I had to die to that. Turns out everything's fine, (laughs) but yeah, that's my story with burnout and stress. Yeah. And it turns out that we don't actually have to fucking kill ourselves to create the thing that we want. Going back to like one of the points that Kaya Ra offered yesterday um, in her talk. So just for those people listening that have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, um, we've been in a fit for service summit in Sedona, uh, past four days. And yeah, Kyra was one of the speakers and she was offering that the universe didn't make the universe made everything out of nothing. Mm -hmm. And if you consider yourself 
a creative force of the divine, of the universe, you are capable of doing the same. So in other words, we don't have to fucking burn ourselves out, kill ourselves, work so hard for the thing. If we can just like be in integrity and alignment and in truth with ourselves, the shit's going to flow. And I would actually be willing to debate or argue or just say, because I don't think anyone's going to fight me on this, (laughs) that if you are actually killing yourself, burning yourself out on the path, that's going to slow it down. Like, check it out. I grinded for like three and a half years straight, no vacations, no time off, like working anywhere from eight to 16 hours a day at some points in my journey. And people say, oh, well, that's what you had to do to get there. No, because I had to take the next one and a half or two years off, only working like two hours a day, maybe if I could muster it up. Um, And thank God I was at a point in my business where I could delegate and I could actually afford to hire people to help me out. But dude, like the time that I had to take off, if you really take the plus minus that time, I had like a year's worth of work done, really. And so I could have been consistently working in my purpose if I had just listened to my body. Yeah. And still going on the trips and living the life that you wanted and having joy through it, you know, and all loving God would not want us to not enjoy ourselves here. Mm -hmm. God loves joy. Mm -hmm. God loves laughter. Mm -hmm. And we're not supposed to fucking kill ourselves in the pursuit of life. Mm-hmm. It's just not smart. We think that like hustle and all this busyness is a badge of honor. Like I'm so busy and I'm so doing the thing and I've been working so hard. And that's just an old paradigm. Like I don't really, I'm not impressed by the amount that you can abuse yourself. Honestly, I'm not impressed by how hard you can push yourself past the limit anymore. I'm just not impressed by it. In fact, I'm like, it sucks. If only you knew how powerful you truly were, you wouldn't have to work so hard. For reals. For reals. For reals, though. Yeah. And most of us don't even have the opportunity right now to have the time and the space to realize how powerful we are. Mm -hmm. Well, we're not creating it. That's for sure. Mm, That's Yeah. Like how much time do you spend on Instagram per day? That's time you could be spending, like, getting real. At one point, it was hours for me. Oh, really? At one point, it was, like, seven hours a day for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, way too much. I asked myself, like, am I actually working for seven hours, or what the fuck am I doing in that seven-hour time period? Honestly. And, I mean, dude, it just keeps coming back to radical honesty with yourself. Being like, where am I honestly just, yeah, course correction. Where can I course correct right now? Where is it not hitting the spot? Where am I just choosing things that I know are unhealthy for me? Where am I doing that? Being willing to look at it. Being really, oh, and check it out also. Not only like desiring a change in your life, but being willing to change what needs to change is the highest level of desire. Because desire without willingness to do anything about it is just wantingness, which is just presupposing that you don't have it and then you're in lack. So when people set goals, and this happens all the time with my students, and what I used to do is like set goals for what I wanted to create, how many people, and what the price, and da-da-da, like just flexing my mind super hard to create, like, this is what I want. Then I would look at it and be so unmotivated, like, all right, well, what's the plan? How do I actually get it done? Because I wasn't willing. So it was just this energy of wanting it, but no willingness. So it created more lack in my life and less motivation. And continuing to like convey that you don't have it. Yeah. Which creates a state of neediness, which (laughs) paradoxically, like by just even echoing that lack or that neediness, it's it's not coming your way. Mm Mm-mm. No. For whatever reason, I don't fully understand it, but we have to, like, fully embody the thing in this present moment, even if it's not necessarily what we're experiencing in the present moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well put. So, 
we were talking back in San Diego. Um, no, actually back in Austin. And you were conveying that there was so much of who you are that you feel like you haven't been able to express within just the way that you've showed up as the authority figure that you have and something that I really felt called to drop into within this podcast was a stepping stone for you to fully begin that expression of who you are in the world beyond all the highlights and the copywriting Mm -hmm. and the posts on Instagram Mm -hmm. because you are a fucking incredible human being and for you to step fully into your integrity in the world, especially on these platforms, which seems like a crucial part of your purpose right now, it's going to require you speaking your truth and you have a pretty big truth and maybe it takes a little bit of time, but with the last bits of this podcast, I would just like to offer the opportunity for you to start to speak that truth. Thank you so much. So what initially created the realization that I have truth that hasn't yet been spoken into or expressed or emerged on like my, in my professional life and on my Instagram, which is for me, Instagram is like my art first and foremost. It's like, I love putting together a post with a creative picture and like a thing and blah, blah, blah. And when I pour a lot of energy and love into it, it creates a lot of amazing positive energy in my space. And it helps people a lot too. And it helps me learn more about myself. And then I also have this other part of me that knows what works. And so like, I have this part of me that has studied so much about human psychology and marketing and sales and all these things that I am asked to help with constantly. And I put everything in a little formula, a blueprint and a map, and I know how to explain it so that it works and it creates results. And something that I consistently start to wrestle with is, okay, I know it creates results and that's known and that's linear. That's logical. It's analytical. It's irrational. It makes sense to other people. And it, ultimately it produces the result. Then there's this whole entire unknown realm where is like, I've never stepped into fully and expressing here are all the weirdest parts of me. Here are the things that I'm ashamed of. Here are like the actual healing modalities that I'm interested in that I actually practice. Or here are the psychedelic journeys that I've been on and how that has increased my level of awareness and healing and service and given me visions of what I'm supposed to create. Sometimes I stop myself from being super transparent about where my visions come from and how deep I am in my energetic, somatic, spiritual hippie like woo-woo journey and I keep it a little bit lighter so that it's digestible because I have that formula going in my mind of like what works what creates results okay it has to have a little bit of mass appeal while being niche to this one person's life and it's just it's so mind and kind of heady and that's what truly doesn't feel like me and so um, I was sharing with you earlier it's been really interesting to gain awareness around what actually resonates with people is not necessarily the value that I can write out in a post. But I'm getting comfortable with the idea that my value might just be my light and my energy and my love that just radiates from my heart and the moments in which I'm just silent, but with someone. And so I receive a lot of feedback that has me look at the way that I show up online. It has me look at the way that I show up in service and look at the ways that I show up in my business and in my relationships where people say, oh, yeah, I knew about you, but then I experienced you. And now I have this completely different understanding and appreciation and I actually get you now. And the people who give me that feedback, it's like soul family. And I'm so clear. Oh my gosh, if I just had five of these people, I could forego the 100,000 people that don't actually get it. And so I'm in this initiation right now that you're pointing to, which is, am I willing to yet again, let go of what works to be in integrity with what I know is meant to come from my being into the world, into 
manifestation. And that's, like, pretty confronting when you do have responsibilities and a team to provide jobs to. And if Rachel takes a left turn here, and all of a sudden we're not able to pay our team members one month, yeah, like, going through all those justifications of, like, it's still worth it, it's still worth it, it's still worth it somehow... If what I do doesn't get results for my hundreds of thousands of students or whatever, it's still worth it. It's been a really big initiation into valuing my one and only human life more so than what people rely on me for. Because ultimately what I'm clear on is the message of my life is for everyone to have the courage and the strength and the bravery to be in integrity with their truest, most authentic self. That's the dream. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fucking utopia. I love the feeling of that happening. And you and I have been in spaces where, like, that is, that's happening. Like, here at the summit, like, it, that's happening. It feels like everyone's just at home in themselves and with each other. And these spaces that open up from that are just, like, you can't put it on a sales page. That can't be explained. You just have to experience it. That's the type of magic that I want to create and live in and create a world for other people and that I am doing that. But to put it very simply, there's a lot that works that I'm used to that's familiar. And the truth of my soul and what wants to come out next is completely unfamiliar. And I don't even know how to explain what I would want to express. That's different than what I currently express, but I do know that it's, it feels more risky. It feels more, risky frisky don't know if it's gonna work in the ways that make sense to other people but i know it will be insanely liberating to my being Mm -hmm. and then there's another layer which is how it's received and how that impacts the way that i view myself and so i've done this before at small levels where i'd be like hey by the way like i I kind of enjoy taking mushrooms sometimes and just putting that out there (laughs) and then the backlash that i'll receive is like so vindictive and venomous and just it's toxic. It's like you're promoting this drug to all these young people and you're evil and you're a villain. And I realize how much pedestaling is occurring that I'm not, I can't control. And, and how much feedback comes through my truth. When it's my truth that I'm expressing, it hits a lot deeper into my heart when someone has like negative feedback about that. But if I stick with marketing and sales content, someone criticized that it's not personal. So it's another initiation into truth, vulnerability, and opening my heart to the world. Like this is really it right now. So that's a little explanation into why this is coming up. And thank you for giving me a platform to like, just explore it. Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, because that feels like a big piece of my purpose mm-hmm. to hold the space for others to step fully into their truth. I mean, just as an example, because I do want to circle back, like the Tepe that I serve Rape with mm-hmm. that I just got two days ago when I was being paired with the Tepe I was asked what my intention was for it. And it was for whoever that sits with me to step fully into the truth of who they are. Mm. And last night when I was in the hot tub, I realized the <laughs> name of my tepe, Ganesh. Ganesh. As the overcomer of obstacles, remover of obstacles. Mm. And that's, that's a big piece of what I feel my purpose is to remove those obstacles, remove those limitations as we fully step and step into our power and the Mm. truth of who we are. And it seems like there's a lot of obstacles that are coming up for you yet. You know how fucking powerful Mm -hmm. and abundant you are. And yeah, there's probably going to be some backlash. There's probably going to be some people that can't accept your truth yet. They also can't accept their truth. It's so fucking true. Yes. And it's, it's, it's not about you. Yeah. It's not about you. Totally. Yet those that gravitate mm. towards your truth are the ones that you want to be doing business and working with. Yes. You know? This one, you get it. And what I just realized in this moment too that's really exciting is that 
And you gave this beautiful jewel of a gift to me when we were in Austin. And you were you were asking me, like, hey, something about, like, what do you want to express that you don't feel like is expressed right now? Something like that. Or maybe you just asked me, how do I feel about my business right now or how I'm expressing myself? And I shared with you all these things, basically what I just shared on the podcast. And you were like, I just feel called to let you know that it doesn't have to be all at once. That you can ease your way into it. And that it can be a process and an unfolding rather than this bam, like overwhelming thing that I need to change. And when you gave me that feedback and that insight, I really actually carried it in my heart. And I was like, okay, this is really good permission to just slowly unravel. And what I realized that gift really was, was the permission to really discern for myself what is going to be eustress and what is going to be distress. Mm, there we go. Yeah. And in the past, I've gone, this is my new identity. See me for all that I am. And then people are like, I hate it. And I'm like, ah, this is so fucking hard. And I cry in the shower and like collapse on the bathroom floor. And I'm like, I need help. And I don't need to do it that hard in order to get closer and closer. And uh, I think maybe that's just permission for both of us and anyone else who feels like they're not yet expressing the truth of who they really are. Just probably everyone. There's so many layers and dimensions to who we truly are and a lot of dimensions and layers that are not okay society-wise to express. But they're there mm -hmm. and they like want to be seen. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't all have to be at once. But I just realized in this moment, oh yes, like in this process I still have the opportunity to be discerning and vigilant around how how am I doing? Like can I can I go a little bit more? Am I open? Am I receptive? Am I strong and feeling in my power and in my truth to receive feedback that might not match with what I want to hear? Or am I needing a break? Am I needing to recover and rest a little bit? So thank you for bringing that all home. I really needed to realize that. There's some magic that comes out of these recorded conversations. Yeah, seriously. Something that comes up for me is my experience with Aubrey Marcus. Mm -hmm. And what attracted me to Aubrey initially three years ago was I had never seen another man actually express what was real and vulnerable for mm -hmm. him. And... So rare, dude. Granted, Aubrey's like really fucking doing it on a level. Very open. <laughs> Very open. I mean, going from like polyamorous relationships to psychedelics mm -hmm. and you know moments where he's had dark nights of the soul but yeah. yeah very open and not to say that everybody needs to be that open mm -hmm. but there's something about someone just sharing themselves fully like shamelessly that not everyone's gonna get but those that do get it are going to naturally gravitate and be attracted to them and we can see that within fit for service mm -hmm. yeah and we're also relaxed around each other too which there's, is the beauty about it. Like yeah, if there's Aubrey a lot less hiding, tension for yes, sure. Yes, if Aubrey was hiding a part of himself, we would also follow suit. And we'd be able to tell. Mm -hmm. Everyone can tell. You can tell. Everyone can tell. Like, there's not a single person on earth who can't tell when you're hiding a part of you. I truly believe that. Yet it's just normal. So I really appreciate that man for being so open and you know, even exposing himself to his own community about like, hey, y'all might not agree or like this, but here it is. It's just beautiful. And gives us all permission to be like, okay, cool. Me too. Do the same. See where yeah. we can do that within our own relationships and mm -hmm. other aspects of our lives. And I know um, Peter Shaw was talking about how your presence on Instagram should be about the business. Mm-hmm. If it's your business mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be all of your personal stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot of value in that. Yet, if there's a piece of you that you really feel needs to come through mm -hmm. that isn't in truth because you're so focused on the business, like, and Anahata was talking about this also in the form of most of us have been leading from a place out of our integrity. Mm-hmm. So what does that actually look like when we are in our integrity and in our truth and then serving from that space? Yeah. And I don't fully know yet. 
But I know it's available, and I know I'm going to step into it, and I know you're going to step into it, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely a question not only to pose to ourselves, but to others. Because I feel like that's where the real serving as a lighthouse is going to come from. And I feel like Jesse Elder does a fucking great job at that. I know. I love that man. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of examples, and even, even in the people that we look up to who are like, oh my gosh, you're so open. I guarantee you they would be like, well, there's more. (laughs) There's so much more. There's always more. But to your point about like using your platform for your business or for a purpose, for usefulness. Yeah. There's a season where that's really important to get with and to be comfortable with and learn how to navigate that. It's like learning to drive a car, like our cars for, um, you know, painting pictures in, do you like set up your art studio in your car? Maybe not. Maybe first you learn to drive it and then you figure out, oh, the space in the car would be great for that or whatever. You become accustomed to it so that you learn how to navigate it and then you go off and are able to soup it up with whatever actually suits your needs. So when the business starts to become a hindrance for your personal expression and starts to feel like a different person that you need to be, that you don't like being, that's when I put the business into question, not your personal expression. Does that make sense? Like, put the the career, the job, the business in question instead of, like, your life purpose. And maybe things will get so much more clear in that space. For me, it gets really fucking clear. I'm like, I instantly know what I don't like doing, what I don't want to do anymore, and that's just not true for me. And then I also know what wants to be, like, expressed and birthed and created that's, like, so easy and ready. And that's, that's another piece that I feel like should really hit home. Like, whatever you're creating, if it's in resonance with your truth, it's going to be easy. Like, it's going to flow. Granted, Dude. you will have to show up yeah. and take action. Yet, it shouldn't feel like it's killing you in the process. No, that's a really good point. I think a lot of, like, really talented, gifted people, they don't actually see their own gifts because it's what comes easiest to them. And so we think that in order to be successful, in order to be of use, we need to, in order to be valuable, we need to be doing things that feel like hard, hard work. And a lot of like coaches that I mentor would be like, oh, blah, blah, I really want to do this, but it's like hard to figure out. And I'm like, what are you just naturally really fucking good at? And they're like, well, I'm really good at this. Like, is it easy for you? They're like, it's always been easy. That's your gift. Like, give your gift. Why does it need to be a hard thing in order for it to be of value? And so we ignore a lot of amazing gifts within ourselves just because it it's what's come it it is what comes easiest. And I do that all the time. Oh, and I'm remembering not to, and then I forget, and then I remember, and then I forget, and then I remember. <clears throat> and eventually. <laughs> you're just not going to forget because it's yeah. just who you are and you yeah. know it is the depth of your being yeah it'll be the earth element the embodiment mm-hmm. at some point once they get through the water of all this yeah well i see i see you shining and glowing and moving through the things that come up and i'm just so proud of you mm-hmm. we've been connecting like really just over the course of like five, six months, and I've already seen so much growth. Damn. And excited to just continue to see you grow, step fully into your truth, your power, you're a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. And whatever is going to come through you in this lifetime is going to serve a lot of people because it has already served me. And mm-hmm. endlessly grateful for you. I'm so grateful for you too. Thank you so much. I'm excited for whatever is next out of all this rebirth, you know, it feels like I've died like a lot in the past couple months and you've been able to witness a lot of that. So I'm really grateful for your presence and your ability to see and have vision on my process and give me the feedback that I've really needed and the encouragement that I've needed too. It's been a gift to know you. Goes both ways. Mm. I love you, sister. Love you too. Thank you again, everyone, for listening, taking the time, the energy, the attention to receive this podcast with Rachel Bell. I know if you got this far, then you enjoyed it and you gained a lot of value out of it. 
It's an honor to share this with you. Once again, if you feel called to the Athletic Performance Accelerator, shoot me a message on Instagram and we can drop in further about how the APA can best serve you. And finally, so much love for you. Just massive appreciation that you have gotten this far in this podcast and even beyond the podcast, massive appreciation for you being on this planet and have gotten this far in your life. It shows that you are resilient, that you are powerful, that you overcome adversity and you continue to pick yourself back up even when things are difficult. I know they have been for me lately. November has been full of stickiness, funkiness, challenge, obstacles. There have been moments, to be completely honest with you, where I have felt like it would just be easier to pull the eject button and launch out of the airplane, yet I'm still here. I'm doing my best. I know my best is getting better. A lot of love for myself, a lot of grace for myself, a lot of holding myself. I know if you're listening to this, you've probably been experiencing much of the same in your own form and expression. And I just want to close out this podcast by saying I see you. I know you. In my own way, I know what you're feeling. I have so much love for you. Holding so much space for you. Your pain is not yours to carry alone. We can carry our pain together. It's actually much easier that way. And infinite amounts of gratitude. So much love. Have an incredible day. Pause. Shh.